Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boss Uncaged Podcast. And um, this person that I'm interviewing is pretty interesting because uh, off here we were talking about like a book that I, w- I was re- really reading recently. And this person's um, career choice kind of falls into the line of understanding the principles of doing less by essentially outsourcing that to other people. So I want to introduce you to Nicole and, I, and I'm going to name her the, the solution boss because again, I think any business owner that have situations to where you may not have the staff, you may not have the employees, you're always trying to figure out how to get things done. So I want you to go ahead and tell us a little bit more about who you are, your business, and what are we going to talk about today? Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. First of all, very excited to um, be in front of your audience. Um, so yeah, so I'm Nicole Grinnell, and I'm the owner and founder of Bosun Solutions. And really what we do is provide remote teams for small businesses, entrepreneurs, and all alike. Um, and it was really born out of the idea that there was kind of this gap between what business owners were needing as they scaled and traditional employment. Um, My background is actually in small business. My parents um, own and ran a medical lab. So I've really been working in business, honestly, since I was about 10. So I have a passion for that on one side. And then also a passion for women who are either taken out of the workplace, whether it's for children, life, travel, we have a lot of military moms. And so it was really based on like, let's connect all these people that need each other um, and figure out a way to find a solution for everybody. So, I mean, I think that that's off, like really, really awesome in a sense, like, you know, you're, you're targeting your particular workforce based upon their strengths. And then you're taking that and you're, you're giving that back to a community of entrepreneurs. So let's dive into that. Like, let, what's the definition between like a, a VA and a PA and, and which one are you or are you both? Yeah. So it was funny because when we first started the business, um, we were kind of like, you know, if we were like a product, you wouldn't quite know where to put us in the grocery store. It's like, you're not quite produce, you're not quite frozen foods, but you are something that belongs here. And I think we really tapped into a niche in the market that just wasn't out there. So um, where there's traditional virtual assistant firms, which are great, and you may need to delegate a certain amount of work or an Upwork program or, you know, even overseas. But we really wanted to be able to build a team for a business owner that looked and felt like a team, that they were managing like a team. Um, It was just in an untraditional employment structure. And so that's really where we were different as opposed to a virtual assistant that maybe you buy a block of hours. Um, When you're signing on with Bosun, if if you're assigned Sally, Sally is a part of your team. She's going to look and feel that way to your customers. You're going to have kind of a Bosun org chart that's part of that. And so we wanted to give them kind of the corporate experience while working with the small business budget and scalability. Nice, nice. So, I mean, you're talking about a brand called Bosun, right? And obviously, like, I'm a big brand guy. So I I know that there must be a story behind this. So like, what is the etymology behind the naming of that particular brand? 
Yeah, well, it's funny. So we started out at actually CC My Admin. That was our original um, name. And it was, again, out of that thought process of like, well, we're going to be sort of a virtual assistant. And about a year in, we realized, well, we're handling all operational functions of businesses. We're doing bookkeeping, social media, sales, lead funnels, all of these type things. So we realized we needed to do a rebranding. So COVID for us was a great timing to be able to go, okay, now what do we want to come out of this looking like? And what do we want to make sure that our messages for anyone looking to scale and have remote teams. Um, so fun fact, it actually came from reality TV. I would love to tell you it's this like big epiphany of like an amazing stroke of creativity. But one thing I watched the show Below Deck and it's all about um, kind of supporting a captain and they kept having this term, which was a position on the ship called a bosun. And that person by definition is in charge of all the equipment and the crew so that the captain can focus on what he needs to do. So the whole time we're going through the strategy meetings, I'm like, I mean, I know you're going to hate this because it's reality TV. But this is what we do for a business owner. We are in charge of technology, their crew, their employees, their team. As they scale, we're looking ahead for that captain. And the business owner is the captain of their quote unquote ship. So that's really where the name came from because we wanted to be that, that person and that company that a business owner could go to um, for all their needs. Wow. Wow. So let's, t let's talk about you a little bit. I mean, obviously, like we're established, like what you do business wise, but if you could define yourself on a personal level, what three to five words would you use to, to define you? Mm. Um, definitely driven to the point that sometimes I have to scale it back. Um, passionate, which I feel like is a little bit different than driven because I'm passionate for people, um, love an underdog. Um, I'm an Enneagram eight, if anyone knows that world. So we love to see people reach their potential. Um, actually it's like a frustration point if we can't get people there. Um, and then just, um, ooh, a third one. I don't want to be honest. I'm a good time. I love to have fun. Um, I'm a work hard, play hard kind of girl. So love to travel with family, um, love to invest in my friends and family. So yeah. Nice, nice. So, I mean, you brought up the key word of family and, and just, you know, reading your bio. I mean, it was pretty interesting to see that, you know, your dad had you working at age 11 as an yeah. assistant in his office. So, like, let's talk about that. Like, I mean, in your upbringing, right, you're saying that, like, you're a fun, outgoing person. You like to work hard and play hard. Is that something that was instilled in you growing up? Um, not the play hard. <laughs> we were all work hard. Um, but I would say like a sign of my personality is I love to have fun. I love to be kind of the entertainment and have things going. Um, and then there's kind of the switch where if you're at work, it's like, we got to get business done. And so that was definitely probably our upbringing. Um, and you know, my parents started a medical lab. Um, this also kind of spun into where Bosom was, is there's just this point where you don't have the budget for employees. So in my parents' world, they use their kids. Um, but a lot of business owners find themselves in that, or they get a budget for one employee, and they finally can afford someone, and they try to make that person a bookkeeper, a sales agent, a receptionist, and that human just doesn't exist. Those are very different skill sets. So that was really kind of my background, is seeing their struggle and being able to find good talent. Um, being able to have the budget to scale and provide that. And so, um, yeah, so for my parents, it was pulling me and my brother out of school and working that. But, <laughs> but it's those things that you look back on, you're like, well, that's made me and shaped me who I am today. Um, and it was great experience, definitely taught me to be nimble, be able to pivot, um, and just you had to get the job done.
Nice, nice. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm listening to you speaking. I mean, you're talking about like, the past, you're talking about the present, and you have this 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 persona about you, like, you know, you're going to get things done, you're going to figure it out, and, and that's why I deemed you the, the solution boss, because you're always solution-oriented, right? So, mm-hmm. with these solutions comes a lot of hurdles, a lot of overcoming things that may be thrown at you. So, what I want you to talk about is, like, could you tell us a story of, like, the worst-case scenario something that really happened something that's maybe set you back but you were over to you were able to overcome that yeah so um i mean this is probably a standard answer for a lot of people but covid was like the ultimate hurdle or like what is happening for many business owners um for us it was both like a hurdle and a real triumph in understanding that our business model was actually made for this situation. So where we had clients and even just seeing within colleagues having to let go their staff because the work just wasn't there, we actually retained over 95% of our clients and team members because they were able to just take a step back. And so they were able to stay on. Um, And so it was amazing to see like, oh, this is what we made this for. And this is exactly what business owners face, good and bad, right? Like they may get a wave of work and we need to scale up. Yeah. Um, and then there's times where it's just lean. And so we were able to keep everyone with their clients. Now, obviously hours dropped and things got back, but then once things work started coming in, it just ramped up from there. And where they had had to let go employees and full-time, now they were coming to us and saying, okay, I let go of my full-time paralegal, but courts are starting to open. Can I get a 20-hour paralegal with you? So we actually saw a dip at the beginning and then just a complete spike the last part of 2020. I think it's interesting that that, that in your example, you brought up about paralegals. And uh, and usually when we talk about virtual assistants, we're talking about maybe processes. We're talking about maybe updating a website. We're talking about systematic things that that can be done routinely over and over again. And then you help that person cut back on their time by getting a VA to do it. So how did you get into like the paralegal space? Because that's like a different breed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was, again, part of the rebranding was um, actually one of our first clients had come to us and wanted like assistance and billing. And then it was sort of like, can you do paralegal work? And we were like, well, why can't we do paralegal work? So we really tried to structure BOSIN as like any business across the board, back office support needs to be done. And so that is all what we provide and staff and recruit. Um, We basically stop at anything that requires some sort of license. So I always say like, we don't provide accountants, we don't provide attorneys, um, we're not gonna provide anything kind of medical, but any of that operational support that allows those individuals to do their job, that is what BOSIN can do. That's definitely solid. Solid side. I'm just I'm just thinking about that. So I mean, just talk about some of your other services. I mean, obviously, paralegal is one that that's not the usual. What other like if you had to itemize out like your top three services, what would those be? Yeah. So the first one I think all business owners across the board should get is a bookkeeper. It is the first thing that business owners push to the side. Um, it's an easy thing to just be like, I'll do it later. It takes a lot of brain power to shift from what you are supposed to be doing with your business to accounting. Um, and it's a very low entry fee. I mean, most businesses are looking at one to three hours a month. I mean, that's maybe $100, maybe. So it's a very low um, number, 
to be able to understand where your business stands. Um, it was shocking to me how many people came and had no idea if they were even profitable, hadn't billed in six months. So it's a really nominal cost to make sure that you know where you're stand, you know where you're making money, you know where there's um, holes in your bucket. Um, and that's something that a bookkeeper can do. So that's probably number one um, that I would recommend. But as far as other services, um, project management, a lot of graphic design, social media, website updating. Um, it's truly anything that you think of that a business needs is what we provide very nice very nice so let's just talk about like you know like the time frame you've been doing this right like and, and it's always a perception of somebody hearing you for the first time saying okay this person is an overnight success because i haven't heard of them before but in reality how long have you been on your journey to get to where you are currently yeah well i mean the long answer would say like probably since i was 10 because so many of those things formulated where we are but in business we've been here for five years um and it actually started with um i thought i would go be a virtual assistant the executive c-level that i had been supporting was retiring and i thought well I'll just be a virtual assistant. That was a buzzword about then. And that's really where the idea clicked because within about a month, I had more hours than I could possibly handle because there were so many business owners and entrepreneurs that were like, could you do this? Could you do this? And then I was like, okay, this is a business. <laughs> like People need this. And that's really when that model kind of flipped. So we're in year five now. Um, and so, yeah, we've been very thankful, been successful along the way. And I always say, you know, we're in the business of selling help and we provide great service. So it's a pretty easy model. Nice, nice. So, I mean, with that, I mean, we're, we're talking about virtual assistants, which means it could be multiple different people that you're, again, you're staffing people's teams. Are you more U.S. or you're international? Like, where do you fall on the spectrum? Yeah, so we're 100% U.S., um, and that's really based on that we, we are wanting it to look and feel like a team member of your business. Um, we definitely don't knock overseas. They're great for projects, things that you want to bring in, back office stuff, reports. Like We will even recommend different companies. But if you're wanting someone to truly look and feel, work on the same time zone, um, be able to interact with you daily, that's just going to be a U.S.-based person. Um, and so that's really what we go after. Nice. So, I mean, just dive down that road a little bit more. So I think earlier on, you were talking about potentially moms that were in the workforce and then they're at home taking care of their kids. So it's part of your staff kind of like reissuing and repurposing, giving them purpose to not only work at home, but also do what they did to corporate America. Is that majority of who you're, you're, you're um, staffing? Yeah, so I would say that's definitely the majority. Um, a lot of empty nesters, too. That was kind of a surprise where there may be in that 50 plus now their husband's retired. They want to travel, but they still would love to have a foot in the workforce. Okay. Um, so that was a great, and then as well, people that are just starting their career and maybe want the flexibility. Um, we all know that this generation before me, they want the flexibility that's more important to them than quite honestly, even compensation, but to be able to travel, to do, have their important things. That's, that's really where we tap into as well. But moms are definitely my passion. Um, there was, you know, I'm 40. The generation that I came up in, as soon as you had kids, you're stopping and you're sort of out of the workforce for five to 10 years. Right. And so that was me. And I, I was getting a lot of people who would be like, Hey, could you type up these reports? Do you think you could help this? So I kind of knew in my mind, like there there's all these women that are at home, but could probably do 
five to 15 hours a week. And maybe that's just their vacation budget. And that's something that allows them to kind of stay connected to what's going on and have a foot in that workforce. And so that's really when we first started, I was literally like calling people I knew coast to coast and was like, you used to be a project manager. You're a fantastic bookkeeper and matching up people. And then of course it's evolved into additional recruiting efforts, but yeah, it's been awesome. And it makes a really fun team for all of us as well. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, I think you found a, you found a, a niche in the market and, and you filled that void. So, I mean, obviously, I definitely appreciate you for that. Uh, my next question is, well, you've been in the game essentially 30 years, right? I mean, you worked for your dad and you worked for corporate America and then you started your, your, your company where it is right now five years ago. So, but that's, that's, that's a long period of time to be doing what you're doing and perfecting it. So on that journey, that 30 year span, my next question is more so driven towards... I'm trying to, t- 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 try to figure out how to paraphrase this. If you could do something uniquely different to kind of help your journey, because I mean, I, I think that you're successful where you are, but if there's something you can go back and change at any given point in time, when would you go back to and what would you change? Hmm. I probably would have started this earlier. <laughs> um, I mean, I think there was that time that I was with my children at home, which was great and fantastic, but I always kind of had that itch to do something, didn't really know how that would work. Um, technology has advanced so much since then, it allows a lot more opportunities. Um, but I probably would have bet on myself sooner. I always kind of had in my head, like, well, I've got to go back into corporate. That's where you get a job. That's secure. I'm an executive assistant. This is what I know. Um, and that's just not true. I mean, if you have an idea, like, go for it. Like, I always say like the worst thing that can happen is you just go work at Target until you figure out something else. Like, so I'm a big, like, go for it kind of person. So, you know, things worked out when they were supposed to, but I probably would have gone for it a little sooner. Nice. Nice. So just flip that, that script. I mean, obviously you're hiring people that are potentially at stay at home or they obviously work for corporate America at one time or another in their life. So are, do you have a family and how are you juggling and managing your family with your current work life? Yeah, um, I do. I have two kids. They're 16 and almost 15, um, as well as a husband who does work in corporate America. Um, and so, I mean, it's a lot. I'm not going to say there's not, not days where it's like, you know, you're ordering pizza and that just is what it is. Um, but I also really want my kids to see hard work. Um, I was actually just having this conversation yesterday with a girl on our team. Like, my kids work. Like, we all got to pitch in here. And it kind of goes to that work hard, play hard. Like, We do a lot of stuff as a family, want to have those memories and set out that time for that, but we all have to work to make that happen. So um, my kids do a lot around the house. They just do. So (laughs) I got to have help. Um, My husband is an amazing support um, and has always been rooting for me and could not do it without him. I mean, he's definitely the one to be like, I'll run by and grab dinner tonight. Like I know you've got these things to go on, but in general, um, internally, we're really good about family time is family time. Um, we all have our carpools marked off on our calendar. We believe in like, when you've got your kids in your car, that's like precious time to be able to talk to them. So we try to really honor that as much. Um, and I've just learned over the years that like things can wait. There's such a feeling, especially me, like I got to get this done right now. And it's like, no one is going to die if you answer that email tomorrow morning. And so just learning to shut off and knowing like, it's going to be okay. Nice, nice. So I think you alluded to like your morning routines a little bit. So let's dive into that. Like, I mean, you're talking about taking kids through carpool, I would think, and you're you're having a conversation with them. So what what do your usual morning routines look like in your house? 
Yeah. So I'm actually really lucky on that. My husband actually takes them to school. So that gives me some extra time to really catch up in the morning on things that I've shut off from the night before. Um, and then we just kind of hit the ground running. Um, we, we actually joke even internally, like when we're on, like we're on and we're nailing out work and getting it done. Um, and then come like three, three 30, when everybody starts hitting carpool, like we're shutting it down and then we maybe get back on when we're back. So, um, we're pretty just structured. Um, I run and live and die by my calendar. Um, so as long as that's in order, I can pretty much make sure everything's accomplished. Nice. Nice. So let's talk about education a little bit. I mean, obviously you've been formally educated and you've been educated birth by fire, um, on this journey of 30 years. This is a three-part question. The first part is what books did you read early on to kind of help you get to where you are currently right now? Mm. Uh, this is not going to be an answer that's really acceptable, but I don't like reading. I listen to podcasts. Um, I watch CNBC shows like crazy. Love Marcus Limonis. Um, he, he has the show The Prophet, and I think he's even doing some extra spinoff shows. Reading for me is like trying to still myself. It makes my mind go like bonkers. Like I have to either be visually or I'm listening to it while I'm doing something else. So reading has never been my thing. Um but I'm not like a big education geek either. <laughs> I love like anybody that comes to me and is like, I don't have an a degree, but I've worked in here. I'm like, girl, you're fine. Like <laughs> this is fine. Um, I would totally take street smarts over education smarts. I mean, I, I did go to college, have my degree in business, um, but I learned a hundred percent more growing up in my parents' business than I ever learned during those courses. Um, so yeah, but those are some of the people that I really like, um, follow people like Sarah Blakely, um, love to hear their tips. I read a lot of blogs, podcasts are a big thing for me. Um, so that's really kind of where I get my inspiration. And then honestly, our clients, like oh, I have like a wealth of knowledge in my clients. And so it's nothing for me to call them and be like, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Like, what have you done? Or, um, can we talk through a problem here? So I, I feel like I'm, um, very blessed to have a lot of amazing business owners in my life that I can go to directly and talk through situations. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you with that. I mean, it's just probably one of the reasons why I'm a podcaster as well. It's like it opens up such a network of individuals Huge. that you may not have had an opportunity to meet or talk to previously. So, I mean, yeah. with, with that, the education thing, right? I mean, and I'm happy you brought that up because I've had these debates thousands of times versus, yeah. you know, standard <laughs> education versus non-standard education. And, you know, the perceived value of you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, obviously, then you should go to college. But if you're not and you're trying to figure out whatever your trade is going to be or, or figure out whatever you're going to do, maybe getting an internship or something hands-on. Are you a big believer in that? For sure. Yeah. Internships, um, companies that pay for your education. That's actually how I got my degree. Um, we worked for, I worked in the corporate office of pilot travel centers, mm -hmm. um, which is major gas, you know, and I was doing executive assistant work and they actually paid for all of our education while working through there. So there's so many alternative options for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're going to, you're going to learn a trade. You're going to learn something like lawyer, attorney, whatever. I already said the same thing. Doctor. Um, absolutely. There's reasons for that, but I'm not like a hard and fast, like you better come to me with a four-year degree. I'd much rather hear about your experiences and what you've done. So speaking about experiences, right? I mean, obviously you, you, you're 30 years under the belt right now. I, I would say you could put your hand up and retire and say, you've been there, you've done that. But where do you really see you in your business 20 years from now? 
Yeah, um, I get that asked a lot. So I'm I'm kind of in a weird stage right now because I've got four years left with my kids at home. So I'm actually in a little bit of a pullback stage where I'm not as heavily involved because I do want to capitalize on those years with them. Um, and then my husband always jokes, the sooner they're out of the house, like go crazy, knock yourself out, work 80 hours. So I have goals that are different for um, post them leaving. Um, a lot of it involves connecting a lot of our clients. Um, I feel like there's so much on the table of that knowledge again like we were just talking about and connecting them on how they're managing their teams and what's been successful with them. So there's some, you know, kind of mastermind things that we're thinking through. And so really the next five to 10 years is um, just providing that additional value to our clients. Um, and that's kind of my goal for those next steps. Nice. So talking about clients, I mean, who is your ideal avatar if you're looking for a particular client, being that your services are kind of far and wide? Mm -hmm. So I would say anybody that feels like they're at that point where like revenue generating tasks are getting pushed to the side because so much of the operational tasks are taking over. Um, and once you've reached that point um, and have the budget to say, hey, I could at least go five to 10 hours um, and delegate that. That's a great starting point to come to Bosun because at that point, we're going to really walk you through like okay, so what's keeping you from revenue generating tasks? And, and by that, we just mean like, where do you make your money? Like when you get up in the morning and you are able to make money, what does that look like? Okay, so what's now taking you away from that? Well, it's, I got to run payroll and I got to do, you know, my social media and all these things that for probably a third, fourth of the cost of what your billable time is worth can be delegated. And that's really what we walk through with the business owner and develop that role and say, okay, let's start with this. And in that strategy calls, when we're talking about like, let's start defining wins for you. It can be simple things. Like I just want to be off at five o'clock every day. That is my goal. Okay. So let's work towards that. And so you're going to kind of have the relationship manager staying with you and staying on your account and making sure that we are attaining those goals. Um, because being a business owner and entrepreneur, it can be lonely. It's and you're in a vacuum at times. And so we want to be able to be that sounding board and support for you as you're growing. Nice. Nice. So, I mean, I'm just, just listening to, to the way you, you, you answer that question. I mean, about the general avatars. So let's just talk about like your tools, right? So, I mean, obviously you have a diverse plethora of services that you've been doing adequately for the last five years but in those tools there's processes and those processes are usually backed by some kind of software to kind of manage what's going on so ideally if you could recommend what are the top two or three tools that you use on a day-to-day -day basis that you would not be able to do what you're doing without having access to yeah so um for us internally we use hubspot love hubspot it's a very basic um, do exactly what you need CRM, nothing fancy. Nobody has to go out and buy Salesforce right off the bat. Like when you're starting out, you don't need anything like that. HubSpot's great. We use HubStaff for our internal tracking system. Um, things that we love to see are project management. So when we'll get clients such as um, a business coach, right? And they're, they're bringing on Bob and these are kind of Bob's goals, setting up something like a Trello or a sauna board that you can really make sure that deliverables are being hit, they're being assigned to people. And so when a business owner comes in, if they don't have that technology or a lot of what happens is they go, I've bought all these apps. I don't know what to do with them. I don't even know what they do. So we'll kind of walk them through that, get them set up and get their organizational process going before we even bring on the, the position. Um, Cause we want to make sure those tools are being utilized correctly. Lots of times people have bought things that are redundant. We don't even need this. And so we kind of walk them through that. 
Nice, nice. So, I mean, I'm going to go back maybe 10, 15 minutes. And you were talking about or, like so, the organization versus the actual value that you're actually receiving billable, the monetization, right? So how, how does someone like actually establish which is which? Because the thing, I think a lot of times people, they're building a business and they're thinking that the admin is going to support and then that support would then eventually be monetized in some shape or form. So if you're sitting down with someone and you're wanting to help them, how do you help them distinguish between those two? Yeah. And a lot of the times it's both. So for instance, I was just talking to someone recently um, and they're in the um, consulting and coaching world mm-hmm. and they've opened up this great sales funnel, right? So I'm getting all these leads and everything, but the reality is she doesn't have time to capture them. Mm-hmm. So we don't have any sales process set up. So now we've turned on that fire hose and no one is able to catch this, mm-hmm. which ultimately is going to create dissatisfaction. You're not going to have that good first impression. You're not capturing on any of this that you've already invested in. So by bringing in an assistant or a sales assistant, to either call on these leads, which are warm leads, schedule them, create a sales process, start with, you know, this is post-call, this is the email that they're getting, automate all these things for you. You just have money on the table. So honestly, from day one, you're getting an immediate ROI. And so a lot of times when people come to me in that situation, I'm like, I guarantee you, you have money in your inbox right now. And it's just sitting there because you do not have the time to capture it. Um, and so we will go in and set up those processes to make them more, um, profitable. And now when that client gets up, she just sees, oh, I've got all my consultations booked. I'm already set. They're getting their follow-up emails. I know my assistant is going to follow up with them in a week, see what they thought of the consultation. Are they ready to move forward? They're going to send the agreement and we break out all those steps as before she's got to focus on doing the consultation and being present for that person. And then she has 25 steps afterwards, right? So guess what gets missed? <laughs> All those steps, because she's now on to the next consultation. So that's really what we kind of break down for them and get that organized and say, like, from day one, you're going to be more profitable. So, I mean, with that, if you're doing a consult, is that systematically done based upon the hours it's going to take or is it per project basis? Um, we, so it is a team member. So while we do some projects, like sometimes people will bring us in for certain events or some type of research it's a team member. So what we try to do is say, okay, there may be some upfront work. Maybe we're talking 15 hours a week for the first three weeks to get you in a place where you need to be. But overall, what I'm hearing is you probably need five hours a week of consistent follow-up and delegation. So that's what we kind of walk them through is, of course, there's going to be an upfront cost because we're, we're kind of behind the eight ball right now. So we need to get that sped up, get some things in place. And now we have a good average of what we're going to look like going forward. Nice, nice. So we're talking to that same individual, that person that, that, that we're, we're depicting, and you're illustrating the story very well. So if you can tell that person like the final words of wisdom, insight, and they're trying to figure things out, they're currently fumbling, they are making money, but they could be making way more money. And I think the comment you made earlier is great to saying that, okay, I'm almost positive that you have money in your inbox that you're not leveraging. What words of wisdom or insight would you give to the individual listening now? I would just say like, just truly be honest with yourself. Have you in the last even month taken a sales call or any kind of consultation that hasn't converted to a lead, to a client? The answer is most likely yes. And of course, there's going to be outliers where people weren't ready, but is it because of you? Is there any breakdown in that that is because of you? So we all have those moments where you look up and you're like, I did not email that guy back. I did not send him that proposal. Well, he's moved on. And if he hasn't, he's certainly coming in going, I'm I'm not sure this is going to be the service because I always feel 
if I'm not giving you the best service before you have my money, how is it going to be after you have my money? So we want to lead with our best foot forward on that. Nice. Nice. So, I mean, with that, I mean, how does somebody get in contact with you? How do they find you on social media, website? So- yeah. So we're just at Bosun, which is B-O-S-U-N solutions.com. Um, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the same. Um, and as well, you can email me directly, which is just Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E at bosunsolutions.com. Nice. So I got a couple of bonus questions for you. And and I think this next one is going to be a pretty interesting because again, you've done so much in a 30 year span. What is your most significant achievement to date outside of your family or kids? Most significant achievement. I'm going to lead with our first client. Um, he was literally my first client and I was like coming out of corporate world, not even really sure what my business was going to be, but I'm signing this guy. And he was an attorney um, based in Atlanta and he's been with us for five years. And he went on probably about two or three years ago. He called me and said, I'm ready to leave that firm. I need your help. And we were able to completely transition him, provide all his staff and set him up in Manhattan, help with everything. I mean, literally from like office lease to um, getting all of his team staffed and now have watched him grow. And we went to dinner with him this Christmas and it was just phenomenal. And I asked him, I'm like, can you ever imagine going back? And he's like, no, like, I I can't, like, this is mine now. Like I, I own this, this is my firm. I can dictate what I want this to be. And that was just awesome because I, I remember where I was at that point, five years ago, I remember where he was at that five years and now to see where he is, it was just, it was a really cool moment. Very nice. Very nice. So my next bonus question, um, I will say is my signature question. Um, and I think your answer is probably going to be interesting, right? So I'm thinking if you could spend 24 hours with anyone uninterrupted for those 24 hours, who would it be and why? Oh, wow. Business related. It could be anyone dead or alive uninterrupted for 24 hours. Okay. You're going to think I'm crazy, but it is that Marcus Lemonis. I'm not going to say I haven't set up an Instagram account specifically to try to get him to notice us and partner with him, but I have. (laughs) Um, I just really admire how he handles business. Um, His big things are profit, people, and process. Uh Um, And he just, he has the same passion that I feel for business owners. And I love that and would love to just be able to get his wisdom, understand how we could work together. So I, I think I would go Marcus. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So here's another question to, to add on to that. I mean, obviously you're very passionate about what you're doing, but if money wasn't a factor, would you still be doing what you're doing right now? Yeah, that's the problem. I would be a bez- better business owner if money motivated me. <laughs> um, I say that all the time, like money does not motivate me. Money is a product of success and is a product of being so driven, but we do not make money um, or we do not make decisions through a financial lens. Um, regardless of the scenario, I want our clients to be satisfied with the service, make sure that they're feeling, even if they have to leave us, that they're leaving us whole, that they were treated right. Um, I am a Christian. So I I want to lead with that example. Um, So money is never my motivator. And quite honestly, as soon as any success happens, we know we need to put that back to work, whether it's helping other people, helping other businesses, growing to provide more for them. Um, So yeah, unfortunately, I'll... My husband and I are both like, I don't see retirement ever for us. We just genuinely love working. 
Very nice. Very nice. So going into closing, I, I'd like to give the microphone of whoever I'm interviewing to become the host of the Boston Cage podcast. Ooh, okay. Microphone is yours. You're interviewing me now. What questions that may have came up during this episode that you would like to ask me? Well, I have more interest just in you. Is that appropriate? Or is that the host? Yeah. I just part blanche. So what is your background that then got you into doing this podcast? <laughs> so my background started as graphic design, um, way of okay. Brooklyn, New York as a graffiti artist. I, I see the creativity behind you. Okay. Yep. And then after that, I became a, um, uh, my dual degree was web design and multimedia. And in that process, I was realizing that I was both 50% analytical and 50% creative, like literally split down the middle. So I just kind of went on this journey to Very kind of unique. figure things out and I, you know, created a business and jumped around. And I always say that I went into multiple different corporations for like six months here, three months here, 30 days here, just to kind of learn their processes and systems. And then 18 years after doing all that and growing a business, I had a stroke. And then when I woke up in the hospital, it was kind of like, okay, now what am I going to do? Being that I've been a business person, but more behind the scenes at the time, my girlfriend, who was my wife now, was saying it was time for me to step in front of the camera. So I rebranded myself and took everything that I learned for those past 18 years and regurgitated it in a different way, in a different form. And it came out as Boston Cage Podcast. That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? And can you ever imagine going back? Like you're just it's like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Well, I'm also very unique to be so creative and analytical. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was one of those things that, you know, until you don't, you don't know it because like nobody teaches it or talks about it. Right. It's either one or the other, or you have a team of, and I'm sitting right in the middle and I'm understanding both sides of the coin. And then until, you know, I, I woke up and realized, I was like, dude, I'm literally both. Let me utilize yeah. both of them equally. So that's awesome. So cool. I love that. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, I definitely appreciate you taking time with your busy schedule today. I think it was definitely a, a great episode. I think you gave some like solid insight to, again, people that have businesses, you don't have to do it on by yourself. And if you are doing it by yourself, you have to figure out how to leverage your time and, and, and not necessarily use your time as an asset, but you want to use other people as assets to kind of help your time be managed better and get better results quicker. Yeah, absolutely. Delegate is not just a buzzword. Like it's the only way to honestly scale. Well, I appreciate it, Nicole. Thank you so much, S.A., for having me. I really appreciate it and enjoyed our time. So did I. S.A. Grant, over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762-233-BOSS. That's 762-233-2677. I would love to hear from you. Remember, to become a boss in cage, you have to release your inner beast. S.A. Grant, signing off. Listeners of Boss Uncaged are invited to download a free copy of our host, S.A. Grant's insightful ebook, Become an Uncaged Trailblazer. Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.